They're sitting on a couch. It's usually just two characters or sometimes three characters. They're always talking and sitting. Just sitting in a chair. The pacing sucks. There's no style to anything. It's so boring. From the concrete shores of Arlington, Texas, this is the Approximate Podcast with your hosts, Jamie French, Orion Quest, and Diva Powers. I understand that that these uh, businesses, especially in the creative fields, uh, can yield a lot of money. And I can completely understand wanting to get as much money out of that process as you possibly can. But once you reach a certain amount of money, Isn't enough? you should be you should have like the wherewithal to go back to the love of the thing rather than the business that emanates from the thing and do some good uh, with like, you know, if you're in movie making. Make a shit ton of money. If you're fortunate enough to climb that ladder and make those connections and shake those hands to where you can make a lot of money, do that up until the point where you have creative freedom. Like, why do you even get into the movie business unless you care about movies? You should remind yourself of that after a certain amount of time, you know, after a certain profit margin, and then go back to the love of movie making. Same with music. I could write jingles. I could do this. I could do that. I could open a studio and record bands. And and all of that can generate a lot of money. And I can ride that wave and and build my skill sets as uh, up to a point but where I have enough it. financial freedom to revisit the entire purpose of why I became a musician in the first place. And nobody seems to do that. We just keep getting crap. Even when there are people in power to, there are multi-million, like hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars to make a really decent movie and to tell a good story requires a few million dollars. Not even that. Not even that. Not even that. Not even that. And if you had that kind of money, if you built your way up, you're 55 years old, you are in the business, you've made hundreds of millions of dollars, and now, and you're never going to spend that money in your life. Yeah, you can't take you know? what you want to go. Your, your kids, grandkids, and great-grandkids' futures are paid for. You can still spare a few million dollars in order to make something that's actually worthwhile, the whole reason that you got into movie making or music making or painting or whatever it is that you do and, and, and actually put something good into the world that isn't a bunch of commercial schlock. But the that pursuit of that money overrides all of that, I think, at a point. I, 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 yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I think there comes a point, especially for movie directors, where they get to a certain age and think, shit, I'm not going to be able to do this much longer and I'm going to take all the money I can take. Mm-mm. You know, because I got another maybe 10 years of me to do this. I think it's worse than that. I don't think that it's people that are saying that. I think it's people that because it takes them so long to get to that certain kind of profit margin that they become acclimated to the business and they completely forget why That's it's all so. about the business. They forget because, the artistic part of because the Because that world became what's important to them rather than why they were excited to – they forgot the love of watching a movie at 12 years old. You know, they forgot that magic. And they're so acclimated to the life of, of the business side and the hustle and bustle of well, everyday say, life on a studio. They say Hollywood's a whole nother planet. Like, it's really weird out there. It, well, it really is. It so, really is. I, mean, I spent some time out there and shit can get weird. Shit can absolutely get weird. L.A. and Hollywood, that's a whole nother place. Yep. Hey everybody, welcome to the Approximate Podcast. My name is Jamie French. I'm here with Orion Quest and Diva Powers. Hello. Yay, yes. yay. <laughs> uh, does is everybody's headphones okay? Can everybody, I can hear everybody. I think let's assume. I can hear Orion. I don't think I have our headphones as loud. Yeah. Hold on. All right. All right. Hold on. I'm going to turn everybody because I usually have them at the halfway point, and I had them turned down a little bit. Okay, that sounds a little more natural. Because I know all okay. my actual levels are good. I had the headphone uh, amplifier turned down a little bit. You are part of the okay. Ripple Alliance and the traitor. <laughs> <laughs> so it's 2017. It is January 16th. 
Um, it's been about a month since we've all been in the uh, little podcast area together uh, due to uh, circumstances. Life happened. Things got in the way. But we're back again and 17 days into the new year. So how's everybody been doing? Diva, we haven't heard from you in a great long time. I would while. like to die. Life is horrible. It's all going to burn. We're all going to die. Oh, I just can't even. It's too much. Yep, I missed you too. Anyway, um. <coughs> so, so a Monday, just a bit, is a basic Monday. Pretty for you. much, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, Ryan, you're taking pictures. Uh, look at you, capturing a moment. All right, that's nice. Uh, how, how have you been? It's it's so far. Well, so far, I've got all my fingers and all my toes. <laughs> it's, it's, been, it's been a good year so far for me. Uh, we we did a live stream together on the first, and yeah, uh, yeah so that it, was a blast. Be, so it's been seventeen days. Uh, anything interesting happen in that time? Um, yeah, I did some gigs out of town. Um, getting um, uh, as you could tell, the last few podcasts, I was kind of burly, you know, at the change of the uh, year, yes. cleaned up, yeah, yeah, ready, ready were, to do this thing. That's right. You were grizzled. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> you're a wild man. And now you're a Bur- burly quest. And you went from 52 to 33. That's yes. nice. <laughs> it really looks good. Yeah. Now, how old are you actually? Now, um, don't say. I'm, I'm a little aged, though. It's none of your goddamn business. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Classic performer. Never tell him your age. You're always, uh, you know, I, I'm, 30, I can play, I'm 32. I can play 18 to 36. Yeah. <laughs> So, okay, so uh, the subject of the show today is going to be um, New Year's resolutions we have no intentions of keeping. Yep. I'm sure people out there can relate. It's great to be able to say, hey, I, I'm going to make some New Year's resolutions. Uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this, I'm going to do that. A lot of it revolves around uh, weight gain, as far as I can tell. <laughs> yes. <laughs> For most people. Um, weight gain and gluttony. But resolutions are... All the are, stuff that's good. <laughs> resolutions are, by and large, bullshit as far as I'm concerned. So instead of saying what we think we're we're going to do, let's say what we know we're not going to do. So uh, unlike normal, I'm going to go first. Because usually I just pass it off to somebody and I go last and things like this. Uh, but I'm going to start off. And I'm going to say the very first thing that I resolute... Are not going to do <laughs> Uh, to do, I resolute to do, but I'm not going to do. Uh, number one on my list is uh, I'm going to drink less. <laughs> uh, That's admirable. It That's is admirable. It is admirable. It's admirable to say. And, <laughs> Try. and I'm, I'm right on it. Right, right down the hatch. There you go. No, uh, 2016 and 2015 um, were really kind of hazy. Well, not horrible, but kind of hazy years as far as my behavior is concerned because I really started to take up drinking. And looking back uh, in 2017, um, I have enough, like, footage of myself. Like <laughs> <laughs> like intervention style footage. Intervention style footage. No, just things from the podcast and like uh, we always like we videotape our rehearsals in the band in this island earth. Um, watching enough like practices, watching me do like shitty little music videos, watching my uh, performances in my day job, which is the adult stuff. Uh, and I can absolutely see the difference between all the good work I've ever done as a sober individual that might have had a drink on the weekends versus what I have become (laughs) (laughs) during during like the like the kind of tail part of 2015 to 2000 and most into 2016 and I'm not a fan I'm not a fan and (laughs) so it gets hard sometimes yeah I'm not a fan and we've covered this before I mean I know why I do it I definitely know why I do it. Uh, it's definitely a lot of because drinking feels good. Stress release. Um, I'm definitely self-medicating. Uh, Yay, self-medicating. But I do have the wherewithal to realize that there's a difference between my how good I feel when I drink and I'm trying to do something, you know, either creative or productive, and what it looks like when I'm sober. 
and uh, the differences are night and day. <laughs> so I'm going to try to limit my drinking, but I also know cost. that I'm a, a failed human being. <laughs> <laughs> I'm weak and I'm backsliding. <laughs> right? Um, I'm going to try to cut it down. But I can make no promises. <laughs> uh, you know, I need my I need my support group, my Orions and my Divas and my Adas and my Erics and my uh, Stephanies. Anybody that's ever showed up on the podcast, those are largely my friends. These are the people that I need to uh, rely on to look at me in the eye every once in a while and go, "Dude, hey, put it fucking down. Put it down. Put it down. You Check know better. Yourself, put girl. it down. <laughs> put it down." Um, so I think that's the first thing that I'm going to try and fail at. Uh, in 2017, but I'm conscious of it, and that's the first. Step. That is the first step. That you're, is you're right about that. That is the yes. first step is realizing that you know you could be doing better. Yeah, right. <laughs> that potentially there might be you know a, a things problem. that could be better. I'll I'll drink to that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, the second thing on my list, I'm, I only wrote down three because I'm lazy yeah. and I got shit to do, like drink. Um, <laughs> it's kind of into my booze time The second thing in on my list is I'm going to read more uh, Because if there's anything that this podcast is lacking Is uh, useful information <laughs> <laughs> And I, I think that, that responsibility falls squarely on my shoulders I, I took some steps um, uh, A couple weeks ago I downloaded the uh, AP app The Associated Press app So I could get news as straight as I could from the front lines so I could start reading stories and bringing some more topical subjects to the podcast, especially for the live streams. Um, like I've said before, our, our live streams are going to be set aside for topical things, things that won't matter in five years but matter now. Um, for things like like today, our normal Monday pre-recorded shows, um, we're going to do weird little topics like this. Uh, it seems to work out for us um, where I don't have to be topical. Uh, but I'm taking steps. I'm taking an effort. I'm making an effort You're to... You're thinking about thinking about... I'm thinking about <laughs> thinking about doing good. <laughs> um, so not just reading, you know, news stories, but, like, really digging in and... Uh, like, I read voraciously when I was in my early 20s. Yeah, I was, I was very... I did, too. It's called rehab. <laughs> like, that's... <laughs> Well, well, when I was when I was young, um, I was I re was really pretentious. I was really pretentious, and I wanted to be the smartest fucking kid on the block. And so I I read everything that a first year college student would read, and the the kind of things that you read that makes you think like you know everything, and then you just become like a fucking drag at the like party. Philosophy and right, shit. So, yeah. I just totally dived into fucking. Nietzsche and the, yeah, everything, everything, Ugh. yeah, the completed the complete works of uh, uh, Oscar Wilde. You know, I was just I was exactly what you'd expect a nerdy, uh, pretentious nineteen year old to be, and um and and only understood like a third of the things yeah. I read, <laughs> but still read, still but you read, read it. You read it from with cover to the cover. hopes that one day I'd be thirty seven and revisit those books and then like pick up the rest of everything I missed out on when I was 19. So I guess now's the time. Yeah, now would be the time for that. <laughs> now's yes. the time where I go reread all that uh, information and uh, uh, apply an adult opinion towards it <laughs> um, and then actually read some other things that I wasn't even aware of at such a young age and see if I can help enhance the show by bringing, you know, a, a little... I just want to. I just want to cut down on the dumb assery. I don't want to completely hide behind. Well, you know, I don't know what I'm talking about. Ain't that funny? You know, I'd, I'd like to bring a little more to the table than that. I don't want to just hide behind a joke the entire time. So, um, so I'm gonna get some more reading done, which I won't do. Um. <laughs> well, that really is gonna enrich you as a, as a person, and right, know, right, on paper. Really, yeah, um, it will look very good on your transcript. So yes. Um, so we'll see if that happens. Um, and then, uh, the third thing is I'm going to keep my mouth shut. And I think this is probably one of the most important things and one of the most kind of overarching things, um, <laughs> that I've, 
that I've tried to keep myself to. I got a big mouth. I got a big fucking mouth, and I'm using it right now. Hey, it has its advantages. We have a show because I got a big mouth. Um, but at the same time, at the same time, there are a lot of instances uh, in my life where if I had just shut the fuck up and just waited something out for just a second, for a second, I would have not landed myself into some trouble, and I would have come out a good guy on the other side. Um, I've been a villain more often times than not by reacting immediately instead of holding back and letting things play out before I've made comments or before I've given my two cents. Um, and so, and that's something I've been working on. But that's easy to do, though. Huh? What do it, you mean? It, it's easy. It's easy to do that because you just you get, I don't know. It's just really easy to fall into that. It is easy to fall in that because it feels good yes, in the moment. Yes, it feels instinctual in the moment, and that adrenaline rush of saying just whatever the fuck you want to say. Right, and like, and and this this goes back to previous shows we've done where we've talked about people being hot headed and loud mouthed and talking about shit posters or talking about people of certain political uh, persuasions. Um, or the way that people, like, just trolls, just talking about trolls. And reacting immediately for the sake of getting anger out and placating a, a negative, like, getting that dopamine rush. You know, you I like that dopamine rush. You do. I, I know. And, and I know a lot of bad people do, too. That's the whole reason why so many bad people online are bad. I want to not be that kind of person. And I want to shut my fucking mouth. <laughs> And be more accountable for the things that I say and do. Because I shut down, I burn a lot of bridges. I've shut down a lot of opportunities by taking the troll way rather than being a goddamn Saying the up. snappy thing in the moment. Cause Saying a snappy thing and, and then feeling I'm so clever within that first five <laughs> minutes. And then realizing I just shut down oh, like the fuck, next two yeah. years of opportunities because I had to feel clever for a second. Because I had to win rather than do the right thing. You know? Um, it's, yeah. So that's, But you have to do that in life sometimes. Well, you, but you don't. And this is the thing I'm going to try and fail at in 2017. <laughs> Good um, luck. But, yeah. Um, there's always an opportunity. Like, when you're... I, I, I think... I want to try to say this in as few words as possible. I want to have a more objective view of how I approach life. Rather than reacting immediately to a thing I see, I should say, what is that going to do? What's my decision? I can say the smart, snappy thing and show everybody how clever I am. Or I can look at the issue that I'm reacting to and say, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait. Something real is potentially going on here. Would it behoove me to say something stupid for the fun of it or do something about the thing that's being said, you know, stop trying to win and stop and start trying to do good. You know, it's, it's, I think maybe saying that, uh, I want to keep my mouth shut is, uh, you want to know when to speak. There's no, there's an appropriate time to speak. There's no appropriate time to speak. And you don't just speak to get your rocks off. And I'm very guilty of speaking to get my rocks off and then blowing shit apart and and wrecking opportunities. So that's a thing I'm going to work on and probably fail at this year. But I'm going to try. I'm going to try. Look, I when I when I said this subject, it's a goof to Yeah, of course. Of it's course, a goof, to, you know, course. to say that we're going to fail at these things. Obviously, we want to try these things. Well, of course. Because resolutions the whole, are that's the whole point. are bullshit because people say they want to do stuff and they know they're not going to do it. And I just want to admit that we're not going to do it, but at least kind of prove that we're trying, you know? Yeah, I got you. Um, I know exactly what kind of resolutions you're talking about. Yeah. By mentioning so, it, you're acknowledging that it's there and it's something that you want to work on. Yeah, absolutely. You absolutely. And but it, I think, I think the is. problem with resolutions that is that people say the same thing every year, but it's great to say a thing. But here's the really shitty thing about psychology 
is that if you and this is uh, me from 19 when I was here's some, here's some bullshit information for you from when I was 19 and feeling pretentious. Um, no, I just uh, uh, read up about this recently. Uh, yeah, I just stepped all over my own goof. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it turns out that if you have a goal in mind and you say the goal out loud, your brain goes through all yes. the perceived steps yes. of what it takes to maintain that goal, and that seems to be enough, and you feel like you accomplished the goal without ever having to take the actual steps required, without ever having to do the hard work. Um, and that's a danger. <laughs> it, that's a danger. You know, I say I want to do these three things. And because I put them out on paper and writing shit down, I put them out on paper. I'm making it real. I'm forcing myself You're to think about it. You're making it real, just like I, the secret. And like. then, and then, <laughs> I get all hopped up on it, and I go to bed, and it all just kinds of it kind of diffuses over my brain. I wake up the next day, and I don't feel like those things are so important because I already did the mental activity of running myself through the scenarios Actually, without ever doing. The scenarios if that require it, improvement. If you could put it up on a dream board and <laughs> meditate with some crystals, it will happen. I, I hate you it. and I don't like you for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> that secret stuff is crazy. I put it on my dream board so it's going to happen. I cut a crappy picture out of a magazine and I'm going to have a Ferrari. <laughs> but I think that's the important part of saying that's that's the whole reason I'm saying we're going to say the resolutions and then fail at them. Because saying them, there's almost... It's a catch-22. By the act of you saying you're going to do these things, you stand in the way of your own progress. You kind of have to have a natural predisposition to do the things that are on your resolution list. No, you have to be forced and, to where you can't do anything but do that thing on your list. Yeah, sometimes you just have to be in a bad way, and it forces you to be a better person. It forces you to do certain things, yeah. And sometimes you keep your mouth shut... And you know the three things, and you just do them without patting yourself on the back or making a big deal out of it or saying it out loud. You just do it. And then – and this is this is what makes it hard is that once you do accomplish those – I wanted to lose 20 pounds. I lost 20 pounds. I didn't acknowledge it. Are you happy not acknowledging Other it? Other people will acknowledge 20 pounds exactly, weight loss. Exactly. Exactly. It's the people that need – um I, I think resolutions fall apart when you are. But sharing well, the resolutions is all about, I have this resolution, you have one that's similar to mine, you know, misery company, that kind of thing. Right. I, I think that uh, if you're more in love with the idea of having, like, telling everybody about your progress, you're never going to progress. I think it has to happen naturally, and people will tell you. It's like the thing I always said about artists. If you say you're an artist, you're not an artist. You people will are, let you know if you're not. This is why I hate the word artist. You have to be naturally compelled to do something in order for it to be legitimate. And that's the problem with resolutions is that if you have to say it out loud, then you're just well-wishing. You know, the proof is in anybody's actions and well, not what they say. Of course. So that's the whole goof on this uh, on this premise. Uh, so saying all of that, Orion, what are yours? Um, my um, I've got two. One is they're both linked to each other. One is exercise, and the other one is weight loss. Um. Actually, I need to throw a third in there. How about not fucking eating all the goddamn time would do a trick? That would that might that might <laughs> you work. Know, You'd that, be surprised. By that statement alone, <clears throat> it shows that you, you actually are really right up the alley because exercise and well, exercise weight loss wait, is wait, the oh, overall. Oh, wait, goal. Hold, hold on, just a moment. Hold on, just a moment. Yeah. Oh yeah, dinner's ready. <laughs> <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> Uh, but you've been you've been doing stuff though. You might exercise and well, whatnot. Yeah. Weight loss is the overall goal, and exercise <clears throat> is a way to attain that yeah. goal. Yeah. Uh, but I health think, is the ultimate. I mm. think the hardest part, like exercise, there's a dopamine rush out of that. There is a when where. Well, you are after perception. expending after your, expending energy. Your well, perception, uh, your perception is uh, uh, an exception to the rule. 
Just I'm, because of your physical makeup, your physiology, you're not able to. I have never felt the whole endorphin rush from like running or exercise. But, but you're ever not. Once. But due to no fault of your own, you're not built to. If that's not a joke, I know. I just I don't. I just don't get that at all. No, no. But but people that are born average, that that just have all their bones and muscles and everything in place, will generally feel a sense of there is an endorphin release. You you can feel good out of exercising. Okay. I mean, I guess so. So so the ex. So what I'm saying is exercise for. The majority is a becomes thi- a pleasurable be- thing. Can be can be a pleasurable thing. It's something that you can keep up on. What Orion mentioned was the harder thing, and I'm glad he said it out loud because it means he knows that the <laughs> eating. It's the eating. It's the caloric intake yeah. that is the hard thing. But that's to manage. the motherfucker right there. That's yeah. the that is the crazy hard that's, part. That's the rub. Yeah. It is the rub. It is the rub. And if that's the thing that you're going to fail at this year, that's a damn good thing to fail at this year. Thanks, <laughs> I'm going to give it hell. I'm going to fail, but I'm going to give it hell, though. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, no, it's, it tastes too good. Yeah. <laughs> it tastes They chemically it make cures, it addictively taste. For you. It like, cures boredom. And all the stuff that's good for you tastes like hell. You know? There's just just acclimating yourself to healthy food just acquiring tastes is a job in and of itself before you make it a habit enough to do it daily at a appropriate level you know there's a lot of hurdles across it's easy to say well i just want to eat less but that entails a menagerie of just discipline less means a whole lot of other shit yeah. has to happen. Absolutely, it does. And, and it just makes me say, that's too much. I ain't got time for that. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> uh, well, let's let's ask you this. What are some of the, and this is an important point, um, with any goal, uh, whether you say it out loud and are a poser or you keep it internal, but you know it's just something you have to do. Either way, no matter what your goal is or how you approach it, you have to wake up every day and say, what is the one thing I did today that moved me closer to that goal? Okay? So in saying that, and the, you, you have to do that. In saying that, what, what steps are you actually taking to eat less? Fuck exercise and fuck I know you want to lose weight. We know that part. Eating less. What are you doing? Literally, alt- I've literally altered my diet. Uh, Tell us about alter, it because there altering are people, my diet, yeah. There are people out there listening that want to hear what you're about to say. Yes. <clears throat> Back in the oh, hold. Oh, let's start. <laughs> let's start with the number one. Let's start with the real motherfucker here. Eliminating fast food. Mm. Yes. 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 All righty. Um, the bottom line is, it's simply convenient. To take your two dollars and get your double cheeseburgers and fries. It's simply more convenient. You're on the way home from work. It's easy to pull over and at any place and grab that value meal special. And it this takes is, twice as long. Can I bring this up too? Especially if you are on the lighter side of poor. Yes. Oh hell yes. yes. Hell yes. yes. It takes twice as long. It takes me thirty to forty five minutes to cook chicken breast and have meals prepared. It takes, why do that when I can pull over and take three minutes and get a full meal, a full, a full meal with carbs, proteins, and sugars? It's just more convenient. That is so genetically meant to so taste good. So to fix shit. that, to fix that, more importantly, repetition mm-hmm. and um, execution. What I mean by that is setting up a meal plan. It's, it sucks, but the bottom line is okay, bodybuilders okay. do it. So here's the, here's the thing: when when you when somebody says it sucks to get something good done, people immediately go, "Oh yeah, it sucks." I'm just gonna go back in my ways. Dr- bring us through the suckage. What okay. does it sucks mean? Okay, because let me take any, you through what I do. Let me tell you what I do. Anything that's worth doing is worth taking in baby steps. So you, if you can give us the baby steps, the the baby the baby sex. <laughs> if we can, if you can bring us through the baby steps of the sucky part, you can maybe help other people out. Here's what I here's what I'm having to do. Okay. 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 All right. On Sunday, 
instead of going and doing stuff with my friends, I go to the grocery store, I buy my meats, and I buy my vegetables. Um, most of, The only good thing about it is that my vegetables are frozen, and I can microwave those up at work. But the meat still has to be prepared. So I take the meat, I use a seasoning of some type, something that's low sodium, low sugar. So not like seasoned salt, right? Shit. No, no, no garlic salt, no seasoned salt, um, stuff like um, you're not dumping a bunch of butter all over. Oh it. no, no, none of that. Um, I use a mixture of um, Mrs. Dash seasonings, and sometimes I use a little bit of Old Bay. Um, I take chicken breast. I I do this. I buy five chicken breasts, um, one for every day of the week. Each chicken breast is, I want to say, about four ounces. Um, I take them, prep them, cook them all at one time. Now you're cooking. So that means you, you have to hang around the house, do your normal things. You can't go with your friends. You can't do any, this is something that you got to do. Yeah. This so, is altering your, your alrighty. behavior. Right. This is altering so, your like day to day comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So I've got them cooked. I let them sit, let them rest, take them, put them in packages, wash all my wash all my dishes so I can have containers to put them in. It's now the first day. I get up at five o'clock in the morning. I put my headphones on. I go out and I walk for about 30 minutes. I come home. I grab my practice pad and go through my rudiments. I hop in the shower, go downstairs, make me some breakfast, make me a cup of coffee, of course, with no fucking sugar in it. Um, put my food in my stuff, put my food in my little, my little, my little plate things, put them in my bag, get in my car, go to work. Um, but it's about having that prepared. Yes, but it's prepared and it's ready to go. And at at 12 o'clock when your boss is asking, Hey, I'm going to Olive Garden. Who's going to go? Everybody raised their hand. I want to go. Well, I can't go because I've got my meal prepared for me. That's right. I think a very important, uh, point of, um, Oh, you need to be prepared, okay? Preparation is how anything that's worth doing gets done. It's There are a lot of times when you've done something that you've practiced, that you've practiced for years and years out of a, a love of the thing that you can let go and do shit on the fly and it all works out. But that's only ca- you're only capable of that because of the years and years yeah. of practice you, you put in. You have to have all that experience. If you're starting off with a goal, uh, being prepared is immediately what you have to do. You can't wing it. You can't wing weight loss. Well, and you have to physically change your environment and what you're doing because if you don't make that well, physical ooh. change, you'll never get up off the couch to do the thing. Right, which is all part do. which is all part and parcel of preparation. Right. You As Peart would say, success is based on when preparation meets opportunity. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so yay. Good for Neil Peart. Hero <laughs> of ours on the show officially. Neil Peart, hit us up. We'll have we'll have you on all of our eighteen listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anything else that you're doing? Uh, anything else that you've maybe cut out of your diet fully or give yes, us like some like, a, little tips and hints. The, 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 once again, the secret is, is empty carbs, salts, and sugars. That's what I have to avoid. Sodas have empty carbs in them. Sodas have carbs, but they're no good. And contrary to popular belief, a lot of things have what's called positive carbs and negative carbs. I'm not going to even get into that because I'm not a nutritionist and can't give you everything I'd give you just would be <laughs> off the top of my head. Oh, no. What I fully expect people to do, and if you're watching or listening right now, uh, take everything that's being said, not with a grain of salt because that's bad for you, but <laughs> with a trip to Google because not, of yeah. all the different kinds. Of, uh, the complicated is a, a incredibly complex thing. Nutrition is an incredibly complex thing. So take some of the keywords that you hear today. Type them up in Google and do your research and refine your own regimen. Not valid physician's opinion right. at all. No, no, right. but people that that are not wanting to be fat anymore. So it, it does count. Right. <laughs> it does count. In the end, in the end is about putting more good things in your body and putting less bad things in. It's, yeah. it's when, when you go down to just plain 
plain straight talk. But what happens when you want that bad thing really bad? That's that's a and good it's that's right a good there point. In front of you and you what can do have you do? It. What do you do in moments of temptation? I give in every time. Well, I I I fight it. <laughs> it just, sometimes I'll, I'll be I'll be honest. Sometimes I'll tell it to fuck off, and sometimes I'll take a bite. You yeah. win some, you lose some. But you always get up and you always fight again. Yeah. You always say, hey, I fucked up. I fucked up. But I, I got to work harder. And I, you got to realize that you you got to realize that you fucked up. The biggest mistake that people make is not forgiving yourself. You go on these binges and then you just feel bad for yourself and binge more and binge more and binge more. It's very easy. You to know, do. and it's and in a world where everything looks so good and so tempting, it's easy to do. You, you are only human. No one's going to stop you if you want to go to Walmart and buy a cart full of, you know, snack food and little Debbies and go home and live on that. Nobody's going to say, <laughs> yeah, nobody's going to stop that. you. It's up. It's up to you, you know, and uh, I, I can't remember the guy, but a, but a great guy said once, you know, technically a diet is the food you put in your body. That is what a diet is. That's why you hear people say it on National Geographic. The the giraffe live, feeds on a diet of such and such, such and such. Right. So if your diet is steaks, cheesesteaks, and hamburgers, you're going to get the result of what's going on with that diet. Right. If your diet is consisting of lean, good food, and in certain amounts of it for certain times, you're going to result from the diet of that. Right. A diet is not a shortcut to health. A diet is your actual daily intake. Exactly. So it's yes. your job to watch over yeah. your diet because uh, that's all it is. Um, I think an important thing to point out is that um, this applies to people that want to lose weight. There's nothing wrong yeah. with being a fat We are in no way saying that any body shape or size no, is not at all. Not good. Not at all. Yeah. There are people that are just genetically predisposed. They have a predisposition to being big, and that's fine. That's fine. But if your weight is affecting your health, yes. this is most important. Yes. If your I, weight yeah. is affecting your health, then this is something that you're going to want to pay attention to because there are fat people that live into their 90s perfectly fine being fat. They're built to be that way, and that's fine. No shame on them. Fuck anybody that says otherwise. But if you were a thin fucker, and maybe you went through some trauma in your life, or usually it's a sign of depression of some sort, and you start gaining weight to where you got old pictures of yourself, and you went, God damn it, I remember feeling good. I rem And I look like that. This, this is not about looks. This is about your health. But I, I, I yeah, look Yeah, I remember thin. being that person. I remember being this person, and, and you don't like what you see in the mirror every day. Then it's time to make steps. And and this is yes. uh, hopefully we're saying things that will uh, we're not giving you any like definitive nutritionist answers, but hopefully we can uh, propel you to do something for yourself and the way that Orion is doing for himself. Doing whatever you need to be comfortable in your yeah, own you skin. Yeah, you have to a quick disclaimer. This is my end game is about my health. Yes. yes. My the end game the, the it just happens to be that by doing this a benefit will be some of this weight will come off. Right. But the end, the end game is that I got very sick at one time, you, and I have to do this to be healthy. I was just going to point that out. You know what really compels people? A fucking sad story. How much did you weigh <laughs> at your worst when you feel you need to change things around compared to what you weigh now? I was at 360 pounds. And what happened? And... Uh, okay, well, let's start from the beginning. At about three hundred, about three hundred sixty, three hundred sixty-five pounds, I was feeling, I was feeling lethargic and miserable. And yeah, at sure. one point in time, I had a mild heart attack. I was carted to, I was carted to um, um, our, a doctor here, our, well, a hospital, mm -hmm. where they said not only did I had a, I had a um, clot in my heart, but I have a condition. To where I have congestive heart failure, which basically means my my chest cavity, my body fills with fluids. Mm. Um, they gave me, um, um, I believe, they, I think it's called diuretics, things to keep the water down. Yeah, and um, they um, also found that over this time, while I had all this weight, not only was my blood being thick, I wasn't getting any oxygen to my brain. Right. Wow. Um, 
I can't give you the technical term for it, but that's basically it. You weren't getting your oxygen. And one of the things we noticed, one of the things I noticed is as, as I would, besides playing the drums, and this is weird. I think it's just based on the fact that it's something I've done all my life. But performing things like typing or calculating things, high calculations, fast, fast things like that, I wasn't able to do anymore. And it started to affect my job. The doctor told me that that was those one of the things is we're going to get you back on some oxygen. We're going to get your oxygen levels back up. We're going to we're going to get this water off of you. And we're going to give you some some pills to help thin your blood. Right. And um, after that, I, 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 um, I did that and felt better, a little bit better. But I kept on going to my doctor and my blood pressure was high. And my doctor said, basically, here's how this works your body can't carry the weight that it has. Right. Um, and the bad news is, as long as you stay at this weight, you will always feel bad and you will always be at risk of something. Until the weight comes off, there's nothing we can do for you. And I, you, you get tired of hearing doctors say this, but the bottom line is, as long as you do this, we can put a Band-Aid on it. I can give you pills. I can give you regimens. I can keep you from dying if that's what you like. But if you want to be healthy and you don't want to ever see me again, then the weight's got to go. Yep. Yeah. So that that that's, that's set- a pretty strong and, uh, motivation. And yeah. yeah. And this underlies the, the thing that I just said was that there is a thin person hiding inside of Orion whose heart is only capable of accounting for so much blood flow and so much, you yep. know, and and. S- I don't know what it was, and we could probably take up an entire podcast discovering and kind of picking apart why you are the size you are now compared to previous, like, your old school photos and stuff I've seen of you. Um, I've always known you as kind of a heavy guy, but that wasn't too long after I first met you. Right. Because only a few years prior to when I met you, when you were in your early 20s, um, you were not the same physical shape right so right. something happened there that led you to this and i we don't need to go into it now that's something for another podcast but that's how you can tell that orion needs to do the things that he needs to do and that's what separates him from a person that was born heavy set you know it's killing him or it was killing him to be at this way and if you find that you're in the same position this is the time to act and hopefully the things that he's said uh, will help you make those steps to do better for yourself. There are some people that were simply never meant to be fat, but because of circumstances, they got that way. And it's not about your body image. It's about your health. Save yourself. And hopefully what he said can help you on that path. Um, was there anything else? Oh, yeah. I want to mention that over the last year, I, um, I made it. All the way down to 303 pounds. There you go. And over the last year, gained about 35 of those pounds back. Mm. And I can safely say just the difference, just the difference in being 360 to 330 was was worlds away. Wow. Really? So That's now, wow. now I make these res I make this resolution because I've seen myself at 300 pounds. Yeah. 300 pounds is is lean and if I can convert that 300 pounds of weight to 300 pounds of muscle. Whew. So, that's my those are my resolutions. Uh, my resolution is about about no longer about eating more healthy and and getting out and exercising more and not dying. And uh hope, hopefully the end game is not to die. Right. Staying alive another fucking year. How is Courtney Love still alive? Like I've been wondering that lately. Like with all the celebrities Celebrity that have died skin. recently, how is she still here? <laughs> how is that even happening? Oh man, uh, I have so much to say about that, <laughs> and it's so much outside of the uh, the purview of this uh, podcast. Uh, we will get to that. Write that fucker down. We'll make a show out of that. Um, Got to take a production break real quick. I want to restart all the cameras because we're coming up at the 45-minute mark. Good deal. So just a second. Everybody take a breather. Like this, huh? Yeah. You see? 
You see the complications? Or you can, look, look. Keep, keep in mind, you can also go backwards. With the yeah, mirror. try that. Try backwards. Like this. <laughs> yeah, that looks better. No, no, it doesn't because the floor. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, take my hat. God. I don't care what I look like so long as it works. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fuck it. Fuck it. I'm That's sorry. You can't trash the Texas. Right? I have plenty of good selfies online where people can go, Ugh. and then I got this where I do my job. All right. <clears throat> Okay, so uh, we are about to get to Diva uh, and your list. Follow my lead in three, two, one. <laughs> okay, so Diva, uh, what were your my resolutions? My first resolution is to stop smoking. That's wow. not going to happen this year. You don't think so? No. Cigarette. No. <laughs> well, thank you. Yes, I will. As a matter of fact. No, seriously. When when did you start smoking? When I was like two. <laughs> like what the kindergarten hell? was a rough <laughs> year. I mean shit. What the No, hell? honestly, I was like fifth grade. Are you serious? Fifth grade? Yeah. Me and a bunch of bad girls hung out like, you know, oh, at their man. house and smoked their mom's Virginia Slims and shit. Like, no wonder your hair's green. <laughs> <laughs> now that's all the mad dog from my twenties. Is that what I should expect in the future? Yes. Should I, I'm gonna get blue hair. I'm gonna be yeah. blue. Yeah. Okay. Blue, green, pink, red, all sorts of stuff. Now, with your current condition, which has kind of been like nebulous as far as our listeners are concerned, we've probably addressed it barely a few times. With your condition, is uh, smoking's not helping that, right? I mean, it's not advised that I smoke. My no, doctors, I don't imagine. So. <laughs> no, don't my do doctors don't think it's going to. I mean, I've already hit the cancer lottery. Like it's, <laughs> it's already happened. I already have an incurable cancer. So it's kind of like, well, you know, it may not help me live longer, and it may, you know, not help my heart and my blood pressure things like that. But I'm probably not going to get cancer. She and die basically from it. asked, "What is it going to do? Just kill me? heart disease." You know, nothing bad. So out of all the cancers, lung is the least of your concerns. Yeah, I'm not worried about that. Ah. Can I ask you, this might be heavy, but... Sure. Uh, Am how, I scared to die? What, like? No, no. How many more podcasts you got? Um, as many as this flesh bag that I'm stuck in will do. Do you have a prognosis? Um... Or in this case, would that be a podnosis? This is this is this is it. Prognosis. Pro, you're currently in remission. Yes. Okay. So but it could come back tomorrow. It could come back two months from now, two years so from now. So it's still it up in the air. It will come back. It will come back at some point. I see. I see. Yeah. No. Uh, Ada, Ada Black is talking. You're not on mic right now. Ada Black is talking. Ada Black has a question. I will relate to your question on air. What was your question? Okay, okay, so what Ada's asking right now, she says, as someone who's almost died, um, what was the rest of it? She felt really... I became comfortable She in the She end. became very comfortable in the end. And I was wondering if... There, there's a zen quality to it where it's like, you know what, either this chemo's going to work or it's not going to work, and I'm going to die or I'm not going to die, and there's nothing that I can do about it. You know, whether I smoke or I don't smoke, whether I eat right or don't eat right, whether I exercise or don't exercise... I've got cancer, and I'm doing chemotherapy, and whatever's going to happen is going to happen. So are you using your actual cancer as a license to do fuck all? No. God, no. You, yeah, you're obviously, you're not shooting up heroin or anything. No, no. You're not, you didn't just say, fuck it, whatever. No, no. Okay. I, I try to do better. I try to do better. Yeah. And, you know, I've tried, I've cut down on my smoking quite a bit. And the entire reason for you having this be one of your resolutions is because you actually want to quit or you like kind of philosophically me, want to quit? Part of me really, really physically actually wants to quit. But I have all these things that smoking is connected to that are hard and impossible either to have not exist or are really tough to ignore. The ones that are really tough to ignore, I could probably do if I really put myself to it. Right. But... 
one or two of them are things that I can't do anything about. And smoking is connected to dealing with those things. Mm. And I don't know. what I have no idea what I would replace that with. That yeah, would. I was going to ask if there were any alternatives. You've tried the va- the vaping. You've tried. Have you you fucked with that? You fuck with gums. You fuck with patches. Yes, I've tried everything that there is to try for pain or anxiety or nerve pain or you know anything muscle pain, joint pain, arthritis, all that stuff. I've tried everything. And in for the all end, a pack of Paul Malls is what does it. <clears throat> Stress. And especially when <clears throat> it's four in the morning and I wake up and I'm hurting and my medicine is worn off and I've taken another dose and I'm laying there and I'm literally just dripping sweat, hurting and looking at the clock, just tick, tick, tick. Like if I didn't have a cigarette in those moments, I don't know what I would do. I would lose my mind because that shit is truly like nightmare land, crazy bullshit. And so, yeah, like dealing with my pain, cigarette is, is, is part of that. So I don't know what I would replace that with, and that's the whole dilemma. Does it need replacing? Can you just get rid of cigarettes? You know, I was thinking about that today. Is is a replacement always necessary? Do you find a replacement is necessary in your weight loss? I think— When it comes to, like, delicious food. Are you looking for a replacement for delicious food? Like faux hot wings or something? No. Um, It's— It's replacing, yes, just replacing something bad with something good. So if I have a choice between a candy bar and a peanut butter filled celery stick, both will serve the same purpose. Does does the replacement always have to match? What like I like be the same sort of thing, right? Like instead of a... replacing cigarettes with a patch, can you replace cigarettes with learning how to sing? You know, can no. You can't make that kind of replacement? No, because there's that immediate... something that takes up the same mental space? There's that immediate physical and then the rush of the chemicals in the cigarette. And, like, that's why it's such a hardwired behavior for a lot of people. What about what about medical marijuana? I heard that there are some strains that could that may make you feel better. I'm not going to say could. I mean, I've, I've tried a whole lot of marijuana. I'm not going to lie. And while it does help, and it does lower the amount of pain medication that I need to take in a given 24-hour period, the amount that I would need on a regular basis to have that happen every day of my life, like you know, like it should, I don't have that money. Okay. Weed is expensive, yeah. Especially since all this, all this Colorado stuff with all the you know dispensaries and the strains, oh, shit is expensive. Yeah, it's really sad that we're in a state that's probably going to be the last to the fall. The last. <laughs> the absolute, like, dragging. Them. Oh, yeah. So smoking, definitely. Okay, do you have anything else on your list? I'm going to be more open-minded and less judgmental. Ooh, what does that mean to you? What, why? What, what do means, you, where's the problem? It means when I'm watching a television show and I see someone say on a reality show and I think she looks horrible, I'm not going to say she looks horrible because, you know, I'm going to be less judgmental. Because maybe just, she doesn't? <laughs> I'm not going to lie to myself, but what do you now? What do you, okay. It it all comes, look, all behavior comes to what do we get out of our actions? When you say she looks horrible, what do you get out of that? That you think the universe has now been made aware that I think she looks horrible. Yeah. You get a bit of a, you get a bit of a, a kind of a a little eh, out of that. You get a little, uh, kind of a rush out of saying, expressing your opinion, saying, Oh, that fucking that the way that her fucking bangs flip like that. But even that. even opinions, you get something out of that, yeah. but you want to limit that. But even opinions that you know you don't say, even things, just reactions to situations, like going into a situation full of new people. Normal me is automatically like, this is gonna be some bullshit. I don't want to do this. Like I'm gonna go. I've got my phone. I'll just hang over here. And you know, when I've said hi to a few people, then I'll fucking go. Whatever. Like, being less like that and being more about, like, I'm going to go, I'm going to meet people, I'm going to, you know, network and be out there and that sort of thing. Because it's been real easy to get my world very um, compact. Are you you feeling that you're you're dismissing people at at a detriment? Uh, At times, yes. Yes. I see. 
I'm very, I'm very guilty of that's that. That's really, times. that's really easy to do, and that's that's. It's a safety mechanism. You know, that's something that goes along with my stupid thing about uh, uh, keeping my mouth shut, because I find that it is really easy to dismiss people when, especially when you're online. You know, like I have my good handful of friends in real life, but especially when I'm online and I start to dismiss people. Um, Without having the full story, you know, you go online and you only and you're you only, only reacting one little bit. You're reacting to one percent of a person, someone's you know? perception of that one percent, no less, because it's their right. post. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And and imagine all the people that have dismissed you, thinking on those same grounds. True. And you, that's not fair. You don't want people to dismiss you out of hand because of a single image. Or a single like sentence you said. Maybe you had a bad day, you know. So yeah, I think I think that's a, like a, a really good thing to pursue. Well, I mean, I, it's all a safety mechanism. It's all about maintaining that distance. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If I can be distant from this situation or from these people, I don't have to engage with it. I don't have to care about it. I can just do my shit and go. Right. And it, we all want to keep things safe and comfortable. But nothing good comes out of safe and comfortable. You have to be able to break your comfort zones. And sometimes when it comes to breaking comfort zones, it means that you have to shut the fuck up and maybe just not dismiss a person. Just be, You're making grand sweeping judgments. But like, I mean, with a, person, a single phrase, and and that won't get you anywhere. You're limiting yourself. And on one side of that fucking sword. Limiting self, limiting yourself is comfortable, right? Because it means that everything that you've thought about the world that makes sense, you get to maintain that and stay inside your little blanket. And on the other side, on the other side, is if you allow that person, if you don't dismiss them, then you open up an opportunity to get outside of your comfort zone and create something better than that you've ever had before. But if you're constantly limiting yourself with snarky comments or whatever, then you'll never know anything greater than what you currently are. But it's so easy to, like, you'll meet a person and they'll be talking to you or at a party or something or whatever, and in the first five minutes, I'm usually like, okay, this person is full of shit. They don't know what they're talking about. You know, they're just whatever. Who cares about this person? And move on. And... You know, a lot of people, that's how it comes off. Like, they, they, I'm just like, ugh, you know, they don't know what they're talking about. They're stupid and they're slow and just no. And I've done that, and then there have been times where I've thought that about somebody, and then later I've seen them again in a different situation, and it's been completely different. Right. Like, completely 180 different. Either right. I feel different <clears throat> that day or they're feeling different that day, or just whatever. And you and and you are able. And here's here's where I know you have hope. You're able to recognize that. Oh, I'm able to say, sure. I didn't like that person before, but you know what? I I've met them in this new light, and I feel like this was different. So I'm going to give them a chance based on this newest interaction with them. Yes. That I think that is so amazing, and I think that's what we have in common is that we are able to appreciate when we see people in different light and not force ourselves into these little tiny corners where everything that we experience about the world is like filtered through our safety zone. We're able to wake up on Monday and say, that person is an asshole. And then on Wednesday go, wait a minute. And Especially and if that asshole does it. something to prove to me they're not an asshole. Right. Then, uh, yeah, I'm right. very— and say And go, sure. okay, wait a minute. Maybe I'm the asshole. Maybe I had it wrong. And be able to uh, make our world and how we treat people in a more fulfilling fashion. Because it's entirely possible I was just being a cunt that day. Like, seriously. Sure. Like, you sure. know, it's entirely possible. And and all of my goofs on, like, the trolls and shit posters and stuff are people that don't have that ability. That filter everything through a negative kind of anything that keeps their world safe and exactly the way they see fit. And and they they have a filter that dismisses all new information and they only take in 
bad information that reinforces exactly what they their worldview so they can stay comfortable and never get anything good done. Uh, good on you. Good on you. And if you if that's an endeavor that you fail on this year, at hey, least at <laughs> least I know I was going to try at some point. God damn it, Diva, you're a fucking good person. Um, uh, whatever. No, so, that's a lie. No, I don't think so, or else you wouldn't be here. The Mari test results say that is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> the Mari test results. So, uh, Orion, I think uh, you might have something to say. <clears throat> this has been a pretty good podcast. <laughs> I've learned I've learned a lot about each one each one of you. I feel like we've all grown as people. Yes. Now, if we fail, we should punch each other in the face. <laughs> But hey, with the- in 2018, 2018, <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll come, we'll come with our tally sheet. <clears throat> we'll see how uh, see how just uh, how horribly we failed. <laughs> well, it seems that I've gained 20 pounds. Everybody still hates. I've Jamie. been on that iron lung for about I, six months now. <laughs> I won the over and under on how long she's going to be around for podcast. I'm about to die, y'all. It's speaking sad. speaking of the podcast, <clears throat> yes, sir. <clears throat> The Approximate Podcast is a Dead Girl production. You can find us through the Twitterverse under uh, Jamie underscore French or O.Quest13 and uh, Diva Powers Double Lot or Diva Powers Zero Zero. You can find Jamie French at tsjamiefrench.com. You can find me at questdrums.com for all those things respectfully. For the podcast itself, you can find it on all the major media channels, YouTube, Facebook, iTunes, and there's always the mothership, approximatepodcast.com. Yup, yeah, yup. Yeah. Burner line, burner line. Kid, give us the burner line. Burner line is 817-673-3704 again. Bust you edification. Yes, bust you have to do that every time. I do. I can't help it. Oh my god! Is eight one seven six seven three three seven zero four. Go ahead and leave us a uh, text or leave a voicemail, and we will address you on our next show. Thank you very much, and as always.